0: Hello there. As part of the 70th Edinburgh International Film Festival, I attended a press junket for the film Jet Trash, a film about two British men hiding out on a beach in South India as their past starts to catch up with them. As part of the junket, I was able to interview actors Ozzy Ekeel, apologies if I butchered the pronunciation, and Robert Sheehan, as well as Edinburgh born director Charlie Belleville and producer Andy Brunskill. First up was Ozzy.
1: How are you enjoyed Edinburgh, I guess, is the first question. Um, I actually got in last night, so uh, this is the first thing we did. Oh, yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been here before though, mm-hmm. uh, For the fringe festival, yeah, about eight years ago. That's always a good atmosphere. Yeah, and I was—it uh, was—it's it's different. Like the, the fringe is like full of like actors who are just coming up and stuff. And now uh, it's just—it's a very different experience. But I'm excited. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, uh so on to the, the film Jet Trash. Yes. Uh, so you play Saul. Yes. If that's how it's pronounced. Um, and he seems really out of his depth with yeah. everything that's going on. And yeah, he's
1: been, like, dragged along to this adventure, yeah. basically. Yeah, um, He doesn't want to be there at all, but um, he's trying to make the most of it, you know? are yeah. just trying to, trying to get by and not
2: be completely engulfed in what
1: <laughs> is essentially putting him through, mm. you know? Yeah.
0: Was there something that... Um, Attracted you to that kind of that that character? Yeah, I mean,
1: um, filming in the south of India. (laughs) Can't really say no to that. It's a good trip if you can get it. Exactly. We were, we were then, staying yeah, in beach house like the whole time, rehearsing mm-hmm. on the beach and stuff and everything was in Goa, it was just it was beautiful. It was a beautiful place, it was so much fun to film in as well, so there was that and then there was the whole the actual story as well, just nothing that I've ever had the opportunity to do before, so I just thought, yeah, if I get this, I am 100% down. <laughs> also, like am um, a big fan of Robbie's work as well, so it was, it was great working with him also. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so was there any sort of silliness or good anecdotes on you know while you were filming between uh, the cast?
1: Okay. What am I allowed to do? <laughs> oh, so there, there <laughs> definitely was then. <laughs> um, I think for me, uh, right at the start, it was getting used to like uh, yeah, you know what, I, I the cultural no, filming while in really, yeah. India, mm-hmm. it was, like in London saw, and stuff. You, you're used to a certain yeah, like,
2: yeah
1: no, it's been great. Uh, it 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 a do do work, other work as well? A certain okay, way of well, working, yeah. like, if we were filming India, then a the cow walks through a shot. We had no idea, no, nothing to do but just wait for the cow to yeah. do its thing. And if there's a whole herd of cows, what are you going to do? Like? Yeah. And that, that that took some getting used to. Also, the heat, blistering.
0: Yeah. Um, I can imagine. It did look yeah. a like a pretty sweaty film. It was. <laughs> it was.
1: Yeah. Um, anecdote-wise, I think that's pretty much it, man. Anything mm. other than that, fireworks on the beach, dogs, stray dogs having sex randomly. <laughs> That was interesting to see, yeah, uh, it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah,
0: it must have been a completely different sort of cultural... Yeah, no, and um, it was my first time in India yeah, it so
1: um, it was, it was uh, eye-opening. I actually went back to Goa that um, that winter mm-hmm. because I enjoyed it so much. I just took a bunch of friends and just went back.
0: Just to be there without working there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. just to
1: enjoy it, to be actual jet trash, not just act like <laughs>
0: uh, Yeah, That's cool, yeah. Um, and this is a really different film to what I've seen you in before. So, you know, you were in um, In The Heart of the Sea um, yeah. and Kill Your Friends. So, what was the experience, you know, like in comparison to doing um, those sorts
1: of films? Kill Your Friends was a. Uh, I can't explain it. Oh, Kill Your Friends, because that, that's more of like an ensemble film. Yeah. Like, you know I was literally in and out. Mm-hmm. So, I. I'm, whereas in Heart of the Sea. That was an ensemble on a greater scale, yeah. So we all had to go on the same journey together. So it was in depth from the beginning to the end, for like three months, whereas Killers cool was in and out for a couple of weeks, you know. Mm. And with this, it was, it was, it was, it was a lead role as well as those ones. It was like a supporting part. Yeah. This was. Fully immersed in the character for the whole time, and living out there as well. You couldn't help just be, be sold, you know. Yeah. So um, it was a very different experience. I loved them all for different reasons, though. But it was, mm-hmm. it was easily one of my favorite jobs today. For cool. sure.
3: Yeah, um,
0: I mean, it must be must be interesting to do sort of homework stuff versus. You know more international stuff.
1: Funny enough, part of the film was filmed in London. Yeah, yeah. That kind of means like getting ready. good, man. Getting to just be British as well yeah. is um, is always fun. The yeah, accent so can be annoying sometimes, but no, it was, it was, it was good fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean, what was probably the biggest challenge you had as an actor on this film, other than you know the blistering heat, and the blistering heat, and the <laughs> live stuff? Um,
1: <laughs> This uh, challenge, you know, getting over my um, insecurities as yeah. an actor, because that was my first ever like leading role. Yeah, you know, before that it was just fuck loads of shit. Sorry, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was a lot of <laughs> supporting parts. Yeah, but that was my first lead, so like getting over insecurity about oh, are you good enough? But uh, all actors go through it, and you know it's just how you deal with it. And I think that was a, it was a good learning curve. Mm-hmm. And um. I'm really happy that it, it got done. Yeah. yeah, well,
0: it's. I mean, it's definitely a, an interesting film, and it should, um, you know, should hopefully open bigger doors for you in the, yeah, the future. No, so, yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> just keep just keep it going, and you know, yeah. kind of... Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, I wasn't aware of how much time I was actually have. So I've only really got one more question. Oh, yeah. fair. But you know, my site is kind of comic booky based. I'm so, yeah, so I always ask, uh, what superpower someone would have and why. Yeah. Okay.
1: This always changes for me. Um, <laughs> I normally like say super speed <laughs> and stuff, but then yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what would be really <laughs> cool? What I could <laughs> use in the real world. Telekinesis would be a really, really, really cool power to have. Ooh. But <laughs> I feel like i just do really bad things. I'd go to a casino, get on the roulette table, and yeah. just keep winning. Like, but I think, no, I'm going to say, can I have two? <laughs> yeah, okay. why not? I'm going to say, um,
4: oh, I'm thinking about it like it's actually going to happen. Um, <laughs> compulsion
1: you know like the the power of influence over people that'd be pretty cool (laughs) and teleportation
4: Hmm.
1: yeah that's it all the the, all the fun ones then yeah (laughs) (laughs) that'd be it man yeah for sure what would you have
0: uh, I would go for super speed because, yeah. you know, I hate how long it takes to get places. That's, see, that's why I
3: went
2: for teleportation instead. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be good for
0: exercise as well. Oh, yeah, know, true, I would true. just run everywhere. You'd also have to eat a lot though as Yeah, well. that's true. That's, that's, not I, that's not a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, thanks for your time. And, uh, no worries, man. Thanks for um, interviewing yeah. me. Yeah, good luck with uh, the film and stuff.
1: Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you. Yeah. You too.
0: Next up is director Charlie Belleville and producer Andy Brunskill. How are you finding Edinburgh so far?
2: It's great. I mean, I'm from <clears> here <throat> originally. Uh, right, so okay. it's, kind of, I think it's great. that I used to come to the festival when I was kind of like 15, 16, and yeah. was really fortunate to meet people like Guillermo del Toro there and Pierre uh, <laughs> Peter Gianni. and I remember and I, I met him, because like, Sc- being Scottish, mm. it's like saying you wanted to be like a director. It's like saying you wanted to be an astronaut or something like <laughs> that. It was crazy. So... Seeing those kind of directors and stuff like that and having experienced it and then having the honour of Jet Trash, like having its Royal Primary here, it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's just incredible. Cool.
0: Um, and yourself, I mean, how's, where is it you're from and are you're uh, I'm
3: from southeast of England. I've not been to Edinburgh before, but I'm enjoying it immensely. Um, and psyched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And very excited to show everyone our film tonight for the first
0: time. Yeah, because it's the, the premiere tonight. Yeah, I was at the, yeah. I was at a press screening and um, I thought it was a thought it was a really interesting film. And obviously, the uh, Aussie was saying that filming in India was a bit challenging. So, I mean, what was that like as you know, from a director and producer point of view?
2: Tell them about the time you touched me. <laughs> Everybody knows that. That's not an exclusive. That's uh, pretty basic. Um, I mean, the thing that was great with India, and like, again, being Scottish, was that it was just okay. a heat. you know? Yeah. And like, we were obviously, it was like really low budget, so basically our catering consisted of like, curries for yeah. lunch. So we'd be kind of like working all day and then having these humongous curries for lunch, <laughs> um, which would put us in a little food coma for like an hour, but I mean, you name it, we had it on this film. <laughs> yes. But I think the thing that made it really unique is that it kind of, that kind of tension and craziness, it, it's felt in the film, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
3: I I'd, I'd say um, yeah. It was a difficult. It was difficult, but fun. Uh, I, I think maybe a year and a half out now, I can uh, I can look at it back with fondness. But it's quite difficult making a film when everyone around you is on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> So you need things to happen very quickly and everyone um, is moving at a snail's pace because they're relaxing in the sun. Mm. Obviously not our crew but just the general vibe. Um, actually, uh, our, crew was, our crew was good at keeping on it and um, I remember really good at the end of each day, everyone being able to like, just strip off and run into the sea and just sizzle. Have and production meeting in the sea. That was good. And then sleep in yeah. beach huts. Yeah. Um, and but despite all that great relaxation the crew worked incredibly hard very long hours throughout the sun but yeah as Charlie says that... Lunchtime
2: moment. Yeah, food yeah. <laughs> But the thing that was great with India as well, uh, which was amazing, is that they love cinema so much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like France in that way. So it's like, you know, to be able to talk, everybody's interested in what you're making, everybody's finished. And we were really lucky to have some kind of like um, Raj, who's like, you know, a big actor in India. So mm. like, yeah. people didn't really care that much until Raj turned up and they were like, whoa, you really are really making a film. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. so it was kind of the. Uh, the weird shift in sort of star power versus... Absolutely. absolutely. Versus who's big over there and big over here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And even it was interesting for us because it's like um, like, Raj's technique, it was different to the other actors, you know? He came from that Bollywood kind of tradition, so kind of like working with him, and working with other actors, that was like, for me, one of the most fun parts. Like I love actors, so trying to like, um, all these different kind of techniques coming together in a hot Indian post-Curry song. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, tell us some more specific stories if you wanted. Yeah. Some. Yes. yeah, why not? We'll yeah. tell war stories each time you go first. Um, <laughs> tell the first one. Well, I mean, there's
3: quite a lot of bureaucracy in India and it's quite difficult getting people into the country for filming. But, mm-hmm. So that took a bit of a chunk out of the prep period. Um, uh, and then, no, people were good, actually. I can't think of particular stories.
2: Yeah, so, I, like, so, one of the stories, particular stories we had was in the sea, you've seen the film, uh, you know, when the cow, they've hit the cow. Yeah. So, we had to, at this point, we had to basically... Um, you know, drug a cow, so we're like we need to do this kind of properly. So we basically spoke to production, and we got a vet. You know, that was going to come down. So we were expecting this guy with a white coat to come down, and basically the village drug dealer turned up um, and just uh, proceeded to give the uh, the cow some ketamine. And uh, this must have been a very robust cow because it, it didn't affect the cow at all. It was just completely fine. And we, you know, we were time was coming along. We had to really continue shooting. So uh, the the vet was like, uh, "We'll give it another dose. We're allowed to do this. It, it'll be completely fine." fast forward like five minutes later the cow is like it looked dead Mm -hmm. you know it's got saliva uh, pouring from its mouth and all the Indian crew are genuinely just looking at us like you guys killed the cow this is so not cool but then rather miraculously the cow all of a sudden just shook a little bit woke up and then I think because it obviously the effects of the drugs, it was like the best cow ever. It was just completely still. Uh, we were shooting it <laughs> with green screen uh, and you could kind of tell at the end of the day it must have just went back to see all its other cows and uh, been like, I oh, had this crazy dream. I was uh, still the start for the day. And, uh, you see it with you know, the fly going in its eye and all that stuff, that was, uh, you know, great cow. Great. <laughs> so
0: what kind of attracted you to this project um, and how does it compare to the other things
2: that you've done in the past? Uh, I, mean, I think for me, like, what I love about it is like, the kind of films I want to make are the films that uh, really play for an audience you know yeah. and I think when um, Simon initially you know, uh, showed me the book, and what I loved about it, especially that Indian section is it just it just flew along at like a real pace, um, and I think the opportunity to tell um, uh, a really low-budget British film, um, mm. but do it somewhere like India. I mm. felt really um, like the opportunity. For, it wasn't set in a great council estate. It wasn't yeah, set, yeah. It, you know. Okay, in, yeah. in, in, a, in a sense, my personal <laughs> inheritance was about a journey as well. And you know, with these other characters on a journey as well. Like, um, and, you know, on a purely personal level as well, I was kind of like ending my twenties. We just kind of started making it, and I felt that the film was about being in your twenties. Yeah. And filled me yeah. friendship and stuff. Yeah. So I felt like I could really connect to it from that point in my life. Hmm. Um, I had actually read the book when I was
3: 18, well, in India, um when travelling with, with mates. So it had just come about weirdly that I then knew the writer who was author turned screenwriter, Simon Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had worked with Charlie before and Charlie, myself and him had all been Meeting in separate meetings, together meetings. It was like, what should we do? And then that book kept coming up, and the especially the India element part of the book, and we couldn't quite work it out. And we had to see how to get it made. This particular team. Um, And so then I think we sort of made a pact, like, I tell you what, uh, let's do it if we get Robert Sheehan, um, and then we went uh, after Robert uh, with just treatment, Mm -hmm. and fortunately for us, he liked it, and he wanted to get involved in the experience, and come on as a sort of creative partner on it, and became producer and help develop it up from there, Hmm. what's great about that is then you have your value star right from the off, it gives you a real focus and things came together quite quickly from Mm -hmm. that point.
2: It's kind of like obvious to us a little bit that Robert was going to do it as well, Mm -hmm. because at the time in the Mortal Instruments film he did, he was actually playing a character called Simon Lewis, so like when we were taking the project with a guy called Simon Lewis it felt like it had to happen. Out of his control. <laughs> so,
0: like, Robert was obviously in your mind from the get-go. You know, yeah, once, uh, so the, how did the rest of the cast come together? Was it people you had in mind, or just? It was great.
2: Really <laughs> great uh, casting director, um, Colin Jones, um, and you know he had some you know fantastic suggestions. Like you know obviously. I mean, it was funny with Sophia, um, you know she, yeah, she was the first, know, she was the only person who sort saw of, for, for Vicks, you know? Um, and she came in for an audition <laughs> with Robert um, and, um, you know, I was filming it and it was just kind of a boardroom like this. And they were supposed to get, it was the scene when they're in the car yeah, together yeah. and they kiss. And they were supposed to get to the point where they kiss and obviously in an audition you stop. They kind of looked into each other's eyes and started kissing it, but like not for 10 seconds 20, he kissed her like about 2 minutes in <laughs> and I was like well <laughs> yeah I was like "Filming it." minute it was so <laughs> awkward I was like uh, like they were saying cut I was like this is really good they're really into it uh, and then I was like well obviously there's obviously chemistry here so uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. she was and she was just incredible as was Ozzy and, and, <laughs> and Raj the so, Indian cool. actors as well yeah yeah, yeah we, we cast
3: um, pretty well pretty we, we saw quite a few Souls and Ozzy really stood out, we um, knew immediately. And um, then we the, had uh, an Indian casting director who was doing casting takes at the same time. Um, yes, very pleased. The cast really made the film, brilliant performances. And I think it helped, like, living the experience um, really got them into character as well, uh, and sort of being the same age really feeling feeling for those characters. You can
0: definitely see that on screen. Yeah, the the chemistry between the the cast definitely comes across. I think you you definitely got lucky with who you cast. Um, Yeah. um, I mean, was there any, you know, were there any problems caused by the... Like You've already mentioned the heat and obviously livestock coming back and forth. you know is there any big problems for anyone on the crew really
2: uh, I mean like <coughs> I should I tell the Robert story should we tell the Robert story yeah, yeah what's that one yeah probably. yeah okay <laughs> so uh, the, the, actually the, genuinely the craziest thing that happened on the film was um, we um, one of our crew members I won't see who it was one of our crew members basically uh, had had uh, basically had a um, uh, uh, an allergy or a reaction to malaria tablets that we were all taking at the time so at the time in the film we actually had it cast the antagonist we were still waiting for the Marlowe character to come mm-hmm. so this crew member basically um, he, uh, he started kind of he was being a bit odd for a couple of days um, and then um, it kind of hit a head when he grabbed Robert by the throat uh, taking him hostage Good the And of everybody uh, on set uh, came up with the immortal line I can see the evil in your eyes hmm. I am your Marlowe uh, so like this kind of standoff yeah, ensued eventually he kind of like calmed down and we Andy took him to hospital. Andy you pick up the stories from here. This is, this uh, is, I, I can't like,
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: with I wouldn't talk about it. carrying on, carry on I, could, I didn't promise oh, it. Yeah. So basically he'd been his cousin had been out there as well, so she texted him saying that um, they'd been out the night before drinking. So she texted him, You must be dying today and he received this text when he was on the way to hospital. So really weird anyway. Yeah. So he thought he was getting taken to the hospital to be killed. Um, he sat you know I he relaxes him and stuff like that. And then he looks at the drip that's Getting put into him, and it's like a bubble in the drip which actually would have killed him. Oh dear. <laughs> so, like, he did. Like, so, yeah, this is. But what I love about Robert, and this is a testament to Robert, is he, yeah. three days later, uh, the crew member was back on set. Uh, Rob was completely understanding and supportive, and, you know, I'll just say with Rob as well, like, the first thing we shot with the scooters, we were driving around, and he did it twice, and he came off the bike. Um, and yeah. I thought that was the film was That's over. amazing. You know, like, I thought, okay, this is it. He broke his leg, or he broke his ankle. But Rob, you know, grinned and went to hospital, got, like, all his food, and you can't see it in the film, but he's wearing a sock for a lot of the film because his foot was all scratched, but he just came back, like, a day later, yeah. like nothing had happened, but it was, yeah, I mean, that was real. That was amazing. That's when I knew we had the film was going to work because yeah. it was like, when you've got that kind of commitment from your star and yeah. the producers producer, was amazing. Yeah, 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 Sounds
0: like it all came together despite all the, the yeah. issues then, and I suppose filming somewhere like India would come bring its own, you know, yeah. own challenges as well.
3: We had a big midway party um, at a particular beach bar which was the only one that was allowed to stay mm-hmm. open late um, throughout the night and it was sort of on this outcrop on the beach and the guy had promised us that, um, that the sea didn't come up and you could walk all the way to it um, but it was a bit of a scoundrel the guy <laughs> and, and then that wasn't true so from like midnight onwards we were completely trapped on the island and there were quite young children and old people there that really wanted to get home and mm-hmm. so we had to like call in boats to try and get... It
2: in. was like the Titanic. It was literally like women and children first, like yeah. literally five-year-old children yeah. in the film. Right. And I think and the, the AD had to go to hospital like three
3: nights but it was another case of like art meets life. Why are we making this so hard for ourselves? Yeah, no, no. It was totally... It was but, but there was sort of... The same with the film itself. I think by taking up the challenge like filming in India in general, you get the rewards for for making that effort, I think, because having got to India, wherever you point the camera, it's just money. It's amazing. Um, You don't have to do so much, Um, but achieving it in the first place is the hard bit. And I think they kind of say as well done. So
2: I kind of really believe it as well. I feel like you have a really kind of like peaceful, relaxing film set, and everybody's on. It kind of like makes kind of can sometimes make a very average film. And yeah. with our film, like I say, it's yeah. kind of like it bleeds the craziness bled out onto the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not literally, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, emotionally, definitely.
0: Yeah, That's cool. Um, i really, really have one more question. Now. Like I wasn't sure how much time I was going to get no. given, but uh, since my site does a lot of comic book based stuff, yeah. I always ask everyone what yeah, superpower yeah. they would have and why. So, it's you know, so it's well a good, good one to end on. I think. Good question.
3: <laughs> um, can I can I turn back time? Sure. Um, to before the EU referendum <laughs> was um, created as an idea. Yeah. To have. Very
0: very topical
2: answer there. Contribute, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what superpower? Um, I would probably, I don't know, what would I say? I've slightly put you on the spot there. Yeah, but no, a phenomenal answer. i was kind of like thinking of something that's quite weight, but then I feel like I'm going to, I don't know, um, what would I say? I would say something like um, immortality. You know, I'm developing something based on immortality at the moment, so there's something about that. Uh, If it meant I could make films forever, then that one. Nice. Nice.
3: Cool. That's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> nice one, Craig. <laughs> well, thanks very much for your thanks time. So much, good James. luck for the film. It.
2: Thank you very much for taking your words as well. And last, but by no means least,
0: is Robert Sheehan. I've uh, noticed you seem to be attracted to quite damaged characters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, How dare you, Craig? <laughs> it was uh, last year at the... Um, with The Messenger. Um, oh, yeah. This, so, you know so... He was an asshole, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, you know, what seems to um, make you want to play those sorts of characters?
4: Uh, just, just just sort of avoiding the avoiding tedium, you know what I mean? That's really the main uh, draw, mm-hmm. and usually that means playing weirdos. <laughs> Fair enough. Oddballs, or sort of people on the fringes of society. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So that's where the... the offsetting and avoiding the tedium Mm -hmm. is is best done.
0: Cool. Um, Yeah,
4: and I imagine it's a bit
0: more interesting to play than, you know, sort of straight laced...
4: Exactly. I'd never wear laces. Never. (laughs) Never wear any sort of laces, boot laces, shoe laces, or those licorice laces. I'll only wear those, actually. (laughs) But not on my feet. Only round my neck. In a sort of a noose. We call it postmodern art. (laughs) Cool.
0: Uh, I've heard from the other interviews there were big challenges with the heat and eating curry all the time and livestock coming through. I mean, yeah, there it
4: was, it was a challenge with the livestock, I think, right? There was this one anecdote, right, which doesn't put us in the best light, but you know what, Craig? We've got to be honest in life. That's what PR is all about, isn't it? <laughs> That's what public relations is all about, honesty. Um, but we, we did this scene with a cow, and initially, you know, in, this, in the scene, I was supposed to be all distracted, hit a cow whilst on my moped, mm-hmm. killing both the cow and nearly killing myself. And so in the script, the cow was quite small, right? Mm. And then this fucking charlatan of a vet shows up on set with a fucking huge cow, <laughs> massive cow, right? It wasn't fully grown cow, but it was out halfway there, mm. you know, it was a huge, big thing. And so uh, so then he drugged the cow to make it to go go to sleep. I, I believe gave it ketamine. <laughs> that cow was having the day of its life, right? But the thing was every time that myself and Ozzy went up to the cow to sort of pick up its legs mm-hmm. because we thought right the cow's too big to actually physically carry so we will pick it up and then cut to us moving the cow and then we'll have the cow on a pallet with wh- excuse me with wheels, right? So the cow every time we picked up the cow's legs it started kicking out, right? <laughs> And we'd given it like three or four times the dose that we, that he said would knock it out. So all of a sudden we were wasting time in the hot sun mm-hmm. with this fucking cow that wouldn't go to sleep. And so we had to change the scene. We had to change the scene where, where basically I panic and go, ah, let's just leave the cow, just leave it. No one saw us, let's just get the fuck out of here. And, uh, and so we got out of there and um, it kind of worked. I mean, the scene was more truthful in a way, you know, cause it was, you know, initially it was like us, kind of like, like we just murdered something, and we were like covering the body, you know. I suppose there was comedic <laughs> juice to be got out of that, but uh, yeah, that that's something that I'm sure <laughs> that might invite controversy from the from the uh, the Edinburgh Agricultural Association.
0: that's <laughs> uh, definitely an interesting anecdote to bring across. You know, yeah. so.
4: that cow's dead. Now. <laughs> no, he's not. He's just a drug addict. Yeah. And it's he's, p- he's moved on to crack. <laughs> it's probably not an experience you would get filming over in the UK either. No.
2: No, you no could and draw, the U- you can drop cows in the UK, my friend. Don't worry about that. The UK—they
4: just tape a bunch of cats together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, "Where's all the cats?
4: Where's all the tape? What are you doing? This is a real cow. It doesn't look like a cow on camera." <laughs> I've learned all I've learned from filmmaking from The Simpsons <laughs> of course like the going out of town tax <laughs> the wearing puffy pants tax <laughs> that's why I wear skinny pants <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, obviously you're a producer on this film as well yeah I know he's yeah. that mad <laughs> he's the boss yeah, yeah. Um, so was there something particularly that attracted you to this project in terms of as a producer as well as a, an actor
4: well yeah that, that aspect that very aspect the fact that you know people were willing to take me seriously enough to bring me on at the kind of grassroots creative level <laughs> and um, so that was really nice I think it was a nice incentive because Charlie Belleville was already on that beefcake in stripes beside me um, and Andy Brunskeville, who is our um who is our Transylvanian grown-up producer. (laughs) (laughs) Bransk He's like the Count in Sesame Street, right? For anyone who's never met Andy, right? Right? But, uh, yeah, so they they and uh, lovely Bob Benton of Bob & Co., they brought treatment and the book. Mm -hmm. That uh, section of the book is what the film is based on, the book Go by Simon Lewis. So they brought that to me and they said, Would you like to come on in a sort of creative producer capacity? you know. And then, you know, once I came on and we started working on the script, it kinda of snowballed, you know, and both mine and Charlie's involvement in the script became a lot heavier. And then, you know, we were we all of us together became very hands on, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think initially with an independent film, you know, they wanted me to come on as an actor and as a as a sort of an exec producer yeah. and be producer. In name, I think initially, do you know what I mean, mm-hmm. but then we all sort of uh, threw our ideas into the pots, and um, we all got very hands on, which was great. There were nights where me and Charlie Belleville were up slinging slinging abuse and <laughs> slinging ideas across my kitchen table at five o 'clock in the morning
2: on the, working on the script, like you know mm.
4: it was brilliant, it was brilliant, and it was it was the most um, it was definitely the most gratifying creative experience uh, in, in in sort of t- TV and filmmaking because I got to start from the very from before there was a word written. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I'll be doing more of that. I'm producing Thor Four next, which is um, which is about which is about dog. <laughs> So um, starting a new franchise, yeah. Yeah, it's called Thor. <laughs> it's going to confuse people yeah. at first.
0: Um, if there's only time for one more question, my website deals with a lot of comic book uh, stuff. Lovely. You know, I review a lot of comic book-based TV shows and films. So, so you want me to draw you a picture? Um, well, if you Of want. Andy as a Transylvanian <laughs> vampire. Um, so the question is, what superpower would you have and why?
4: Hmm. Superpower, you say? Um, do you know it would be a really good one if you could, if you could, uh, if you could give people really violent rashes, just, just with your mind. Because, this, like, if you if you were annoying me, right? If you were someone who sat there annoying me, and all of a sudden you have a rash on your arse, you're gonna have to get up and leave. You're gonna have to get up and fuck off quick, you know, and find some cream. You know, it's not it's not lethal. You know, it's not gonna kill you, but it's just gonna like it'd be really annoying. Yeah, because if you like, if there's an annoying person around or someone who like, you go right, Mm -hmm. you're having a few, you know, you're having a few pints, and then there's someone who's just wrecking the buzz, like just talking too much. It's probably me most of the time, but. uh but yeah, you uh, you could just get rid of them really quick mm. if they all of a sudden had a rash to discover in the crack of their arse. <laughs> well, that's a let's keep it local. As I've well. never heard
0: that one before, so <laughs> thanks for coming up to me uh, Thanks very much for your time. I know that. What's
4: your website? I'll give you my card. Do do indeed. <laughs> Someone gave me a card a while ago, and I shit you not, it said Loch Ness Monster Investigator. Gosh wow! God. And he said I've been doing this for twenty years.
2: In like, Scotland.
4: Yeah, but I met him in Thailand. <laughs> I met him and he was on holidays in Thailand, so he's obviously making enough money out of it like this. Yeah. I've oh, made his that. Definitely, yeah. A guy who believes wholeheartedly <laughs> that the Loch Ness Monster exists. Maybe then he meets the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs>
0: That's all I had time for, but they were all great to talk to. Thanks to Robert, Andy, Ozzy and Charlie for their time,
2: and I wish them all the success with the film. Thanks also to the press team at the Edinburgh International Film Festival for allowing me this opportunity.